Welcome to the preview review of No Cap. That's good. Boys. That's good enough. That's good enough. Welcome, boys. How are we? Yeah, good soul yourself. Yeah, not bad. Ben, you all right? Yeah, great. I'm yeah. excellent. How's your, neck, right? How's your neck all right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Who massages you? Um, I'm yet to find one. Yeah, no one as good to, as you, eh? No. Nah. There is, but lockdown. All right. Jacob, how are you, bro? Oh, good, mate. Benny's actually a good masseuse, but I'll give him that. He he did he did some great work to the hammy last week. So there's there's a five star review, Ben. There you go. Thanks. As always, sponsored by Body and Massage, Sydney's number one mobile massage service. Man, big week, boys. Just coming off that first week of the finals in the NRL. Uh, a lot to talk about. The seven and eight are done. Well, yeah. I mean, we assumed that would happen, but man, they gave a big fight. Man, they could have won it. They could have easily won that game. Tight All the games was. were tight except for probably one. Well, except for one. And let's start yeah. there. The Storm. Which one was it? The Storm versus Sea Eagles. We're coming into that game thinking there's going to be a big game. Manly, the dark horse, going to give him a big challenge here. Yeah, didn't happen. 40-12, to 12, Melbourne victorious, going straight to the prelim final. Um, man, I don't think anyone can beat this team, to be honest with you, boys. Yeah, um, I think everyone was giving Manly a good shot to actually beat Storm, but I actually didn't know that they'd take it to that next level and actually just completely outplay him the whole game. And I think that's the best performance I've seen against Tommy Turbo all year, easily. Even better than the last time they played. It's not like that he had a bad game, but they just completely shut him off and he literally couldn't do anything. And I, I could see that he was getting a bit frustrated with his own teammates, just things not going his way and stuff like that. But... You know, full credit to the Storm. Everything we they come out and they find a new level and they just continue, continually uh, be on top. It's crazy. Straight off the bat, just on the back foot. And, man, how many mistakes did they make, Manly? I think they were the top top team that, that make errors all year. So that was an interesting fact. It's like that doesn't, doesn't equate to, like, being a top four team. But Melbourne exposed them, man. And especially in the centres, uh, Morgan Harper especially got overawed, man. Yeah, look, um, we've seen Melbourne do it before. Like, if you think back to 09 when Hayne was playing out of his skin and 2012 when Barber did the same in both both those grand finals, Mel- Melbourne just found a way to sh- shut down those fullbacks and they proved again that they've still got it and they know what to do to get that job done. Um, and, you know, they did it against Tommy Turbo and they pretty much took him out of the play and then just really he gave Melbourne, oh, sorry, Manly no sort of, chance to get an attacking flow and that also comes because they they dominated the middle and they didn't give you know daily cherry Evans or foreign anything to play off and you could just tell like their line speed was great their you know tackles I think Manly had like about 30 something missed tackles I think it was about 36 missed tackles they had yeah. and you know you can't let that happen against Melbourne and they just scare teams off the bat and they, they just spooked Morgan Harper and he made a couple of mistakes. Benny, will anyone beat Melbourne? The only team that's beaten them twice is Parramatta, though, your favourite team. Yes, they have. And they're on Melbourne's side of the, the prelim. So yep. if they beat Penrith this week, then they might be a chance into making their first grand final since 2000 and. Mm, Come on, spit it out. 2010. Nine. Nine, nine. 
Uh, look, yeah. look, if you look at that game with, with, with the Storm and Eels, Eels at least got 50-50 possession. Here again, uh, if you give them more than – if you don't have your fair share of possession with, with Melbourne, you're no chance at all. And there is yeah. no chance. I know that it happens for most teams, but Melbourne, to give yourself a shot, it doesn't guarantee you a win, but it guarantees you'll be in the contest. And Manly just took themselves out of the contest. It was like once you went 18 nil up, you can't catch them. You can't catch a team like that. Yeah, I think Melbourne as well just outsmarted in every single aspect of the game. Like you see those first couple of tackles, they deliberately slow the ball down knowing that the other team will get a six again, but it's only one extra tackle and it's worth slowing down that whole set for and then just continually frustrate them. And you saw Kafusi getting in their face and just trying to piss them off. And, and it worked at the end of the day. They got flustered and they scored two tries. One was, I think both were off kicks. Yeah, it was, so. fr- it was freakish. And, yeah. One was off an uh, error off uh, Lumi Lumi. Yeah. The lucky off that one. Freakish try. Yeah, scary stuff from Melbourne. I like the Jason Saab try from Manly. Yeah. No, it was again, they just tried something. And because they had nothing happening for them, there was nothing going for them. Daly was completely left out of that, that game. Um, that just goes to show that he's not worth the price say that he got paid eight years ago. Oh, okay. Fuck. We're getting to the end of the contract now. He's not worth it. Come on, man. Who? <laughs> Ailey Cherry Evans. Cherry Evans. Come on, man. No. Come on, man. I think Manly for me, bro, next week, coming in against the Roosters, they have to play at centre. They have to play Sully and have to play Walker at centre. They're bigger. They're way more attacking. Um, they're more physical. But what do you do with the current ones? Sit them out, man. Sit them out. Honestly. Yeah, you, you know what? Well, well, did you say anyone? Did you say him against Melbourne? Yeah, I did, but hey, like spooked. He had no. They don't want to be there. But the other center kicks the goals. Like who? No, I'm just talking about Gary. Garrick's on the wing, mate. Uh uh-uh. No, the centers. Who's I think the other one on the other side? Parker, but I know it's, it wasn't his fault. But I just feel like Suli and Walker are more threatening, are more attacking, physical. They give him a better, better chance next week, at exposing especially Adam Kieran there. Oh, I, I actually think Shusta. They should push Shusta to the bench. Chuck Walker starting second row because he, he ran. It was four runs for 21 meters. Just mm. uh, pretty quiet yeah. that whole game. He won't put himself into the game. I know he's young, but he won't fully exert himself into the game and try to try to make a difference. Walker did that at least when he came on. Yeah, he was um, very physical. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Walker coming off the bench is good for them because when he came on, he just brought a lot of spark. I feel like. They're probably their biggest issue is their side's very young and they can probably let the um, emotions of a finals match get the better of them. And you saw that a bit within the yeah, team. But the Roosters have a young side too. Yeah, but the Betty, Roosters and, and Manly are two different teams. The Roosters have a, a strong leadership core that only I think Melbourne have. But then you look at Penrith as well. But I just feel like what Manly has there very inexperienced in a way where they probably lack a bit of leadership when it comes to those big moments. And unfortunately, I, I didn't see much from Cherry Evans and, and Foran as well, which probably hurt them as well. But I think they just got to be able to control their emotions because Roosters are going to come out firing this week. I know they were lucky to get away with that win, but um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off. Speaking of the Roosters, they uh, beat Titans in a really close game. Uh, probably one of the greatest finishes to a game I've ever seen. Sam Walker. No, young Walker kid's coming in handy. Sam Walker. He's icing everything. They call him the finisher. He came off the bench for 
eight minutes, I think, and just clean up the game. Um, nine minutes, was it? Sorry, research, sorry, you're the research guru. Apologize now. Roosters honestly should have wrapped it up at 18-6. They were up. They were in control. They literally let them back into the game. Uh, but credit to the Titans for fighting back. Uh, fuck, man. If only he passed it early. Who was that? Who, who didn't pass it to, to Thompson at the end? Who held who on? It? God damn. Just throw the ball, man. Fuck. It was a high, it was a high pressure sort of um, environment. Easy, easy to say, but yeah, all he had to do was just pass the ball for feeder. Let him do the work. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, he couldn't even pass to Thompson a bit earlier. He just held onto the ball too long. Yeah, but the the Titans got lucky with two soft tries, like um, that Brian Kelly try where he just sort of got out of the tackle mm. and Marissa sort of just clocked off and got through. And then that Jared Wallace try when Ikevalu dropped the ball. So yeah, like you said, the Roosters should have gone away with the win. Uh, there's a bit of talk about Sam Walker's field goal, how Hargrave sort of got in the way and blocked. Um, Mitch Rain's path to getting to, to Walker, which apparently you're not allowed to do. Well, um, there's been a lot of talk about that, yeah? The blockers, are they yeah. legal? Yeah. Are they allowed to do it? Are the refs going to say anything? And they haven't. I don't think the dummy half passed it directly behind the two blockers. I thought it was a bit towards the wing. So all the plays had a clear run. And the other thing is, I've, like, I think Roosters went for a field goal earlier and half the Titans team was offside, like rushing off. So it kind of works both ways. Like, I don't think the ref just has the courage to make that big call. And I can understand that because it's a... Then it brings in that consistency factor of, oh, why didn't you call it here and why didn't you call it there? Because if it does make that call, then it goes to the challenge and it's just you're stuck up there for 10 minutes trying to figure out every yeah. single thing. I understand that. But but still, like... Like, they got to, they got to make a corner, right? It's either legal or it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what is that by the rule book? Is it illegal to do that? No, it's legal. Yeah, but you can't. You, know, you can't move your hips. You can't deviate. Like if someone's running a line, you can't move in their way either. Like whatever, even a little movement, you shouldn't be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I'm gonna have to watch it again just to see what they did. I think I heard some people were complaining that they were in front of the play the ball, but they didn't get involved in the play. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how that counts as offside. No, it was a cracker match. So I mean, a little yeah. We don't care. We don't go for either. But awesome to see. Um, Wait, that, aren't you a Rooster supporter? No, nah, I'm a uh, work for Uncle Nick. That's business. It's different. Uh, oh, yeah. You do his taxes, eh? Yeah, I can't say these. You budget uh, their salary. I can't you? disclose any more information. Thank you very much. Moving on. No cap. Moving on. Exactly. Moving on. Uh, biggest upset of the round. Souths over Penrith, 16-10. Man, Souths. One try. Relax. How's that the biggest upset? One try. They upset them. Did you think the South Sydney was going to beat Penrith? No. So it's an upset. I didn't say they got slapped. I said it was an upset. True, true. Did, did anyone you think go... Souths could... Did anyone pick uh, Souths? No, a lot of people did. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, but Souths, credit to Souths, man. They defended the best they have all year, honestly. They really took it to Penrith. Penrith looked very, for the first time in a big game I've seen in, you know, these these two years, they looked pretty rattled. They were very impatient. Nothing was flowing for them. They couldn't get into any groove whatsoever. They scored a pretty ridiculous try. Like, it was, like you know, it was, lucky. it was, yeah, lucky. Like, I mean, man, South Sydney turned the whole final series on its head. Yeah, you you got to think they're, um, they're in the box seat for the grand final now because they 
who'll they face? So they'll win. They'll, they would no, they'll verse the winner. Yeah, of Roosters. Exactly, they'll verse the winner of that. Yeah, but I reckon it'll be a South Melbourne grand final. We haven't got to that early though. prediction. Early yeah. predictions. Mm-hmm. North Melbourne winner. All right, Oracle, slide down. Right. <laughs> There's a few eggs to go. Yeah, but I, I think again, similar to Melbourne, what they did to Manly just frustrated Penrith with uh, Kolo Matangi. Is that? Oh, Kolo Matangi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was going hard at him. Dry Arrow as well. Yeah. In their faces, really trying to put him off, and it worked as well. Um, Dry Arrow is a little girl. If... All right. Um, it doesn't run hard enough. Benny, mate. What, what do you got against the Osprey? No, well, they beat my team. Yeah, fair enough. Who's your team? Penrith. Penrith. He's number one ticket holder. Number oh. one ticket holder. <laughs> yeah, Benny, being a Penrith fan, how did you feel, man? Were you, were you gypped? Yeah. Yeah, why? I feel like Wayne Bennett played his part with uh, ah. the mindset of the, the refs. Ah, okay, well, fair enough. Oh, who started that? Thanks, Ivan. Um, <laughs> I'm a clear. Yeah, well, I, I guess so. Like, I, I get what Wayne... That, that was the biggest story coming out of the game. The game was hectic, um, but the biggest story coming out of the game was the war of words between Cleary and Bennett. Cleary, I'm, like, that's pretty big call to say, like, Accusing the refs of being a manipulator. He sounds like a sore loser, to be honest. But even listening to 360 tonight, they were saying that happens to refs. Like they, they do listen to what happens during the week. The kind of just instinct kicks in. Yeah, then they, they are human. Like that mm-hmm. is bound to happen. You know, they are pressured. They got penalized a lot. Yeah. Man. Too penalized. Yeah, it, def- yeah. it definitely plays in their head. But to me, I didn't mind Ivan coming down and saying that because what it's done now is. Taken pressure off his team and now put pressure on himself in a way, sort of, which is probably what he'd prefer. Where no one's actually talking about the actual performance, they're more just talking about what's going on with the coaches. So I didn't mind that. I don't think the team had that bad of a performance. Yeah, well, they lost. Like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, it's finals. You need to win games. Mm. You got to give credit where it's due that Blake Taffy did his job. He copped it early on, but, man, he was attacking the ball by the end of the game. The whole team did their job, and they did it well, and that's why they won. Because on paper, Penrith got the better side. It's like similar to Parramatta and Melbourne. Melbourne have a better side, but everyone had to play well for Parramatta to win, and that's how they won, and very similar to what the Rabbitohs did. Yeah, no, credit credit to uh, South Sydney. They reminded me, like, every time a penalty came up, they kept going for goal. Kept reminding me of the old Dragons team that Bennett had back in 2010. That's a Wayne Bennett special. He Wayne loves Bennett, the two yeah. points. 100%. He loves it. He loves it too. But Wayne Bennett, man, like, fair enough. Like, he said he's always going to defend his team. And that's why they love him. That's why they play for him. And like I said, Tony, man, then the box seat to send Bennett out a winner, to send Reynolds out a winner. But for Penrith, are, are they done? I think they're done, man, for the season. I think they can win it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because the fact that they... They'd have Melbourne next week after versus Para. That's it's going to be a tough game against Para. It's going to be a brutal game. I don't want to completely write them off, but their draw to the grand final is going to be extremely hard. Like they've made it very hard on they're themselves. Done. So um, they're done. You reckon? Yeah. Why is that? Right. Bro, like even if they come out winning this week, Melbourne's a, a very hard task and. I don't think they're up to the challenge. 
anything in their favor when if they get to Melbourne is that uh, Melbourne haven't versed Cleary. They're going to do their homework on Cleary, but they haven't versed this Cleary. Now, it kind of got rattled on the weekend, but man, like he's a different, he's different to last year, and I'm sure they've learned from last year. So, I guess it's a bit different playing and playing Storm again in the GF with that pressure, as opposed to yeah. versing them in the prelim. And it's not down in Melbourne. You know what I mean? There's a, it's a bit bit different for them. It could work in their favour if they get to that point. Moving on, last game of the round uh, from the finals: Para versus Knights. Another cracker game, very similar to the Roosters Titans game. Para again, they had a moment where they kind of ran away with it. They were really dominating them. And then all of a sudden, they let the Knights back in. Um, then it got to a controversial point uh, with Clint Gutherson. Uh, did he knock on? I still, th- I know the rules, whatever there. I think he knocked on. I think he should have been called a knock on. You can say otherwise. I know there's been instances like Benji 10 years ago. I think Slater happened to him. Mm. But that rule's got to be clearer, man, because that. It was like it should be a knock-on. Yeah, look, I don't agree with the rule at all. I do think yeah, it should have been a knock-on because it, it didn't look like he actually touched the ball before he hit the ground. But I do, I do think it was a penalty try only, only because he pretty much landed over the line after he dropped it. So I think if he just catches that, he, he pretty much falls over the line because um, Ponga overran. I think there was a bit of controversy around that because Radley the night before didn't get a penalty try. Yeah. Um, they're, they're different, um, but uh, maybe I would have given them both penalty tries because I thought they had a fair shot uh, just catching and just falling on the ground. Mm-mm. Like, technically, that's allowed, which is something I personally don't agree with. It's still it's classified a drop kick. But there's no tension, you know? Like, it's fucking... Yeah, it's there just... isn't. Yeah, I know. But um, it's, it's the rules, isn't it? Like, you can get yeah. away with it. You know, if it's your team, you're going to say, yeah, like, that's right. Go on and do it. But, oh, you yeah. take that any day of the week. Yeah, hundred percent. So these like, rules are yes, inconsistent. But I just, no, they're not inconsistent because it's never been turned over. Um, but I just don't agree with that rule. They got to sort of, I think, clear that up. So if you're not going for a field goal attempt, or and that's where common sense has to come into it because that's def- that definitely wasn't a field goal attempt, then that should be classified as a knock on, which eliminates that penalty try. But that was more of a penalty try than I think um, the Radley one, only because there was literally no one in front of him. Whereas the Radley one, Jaden Campbell was sort of coming across. So really, you never know what could have happened. Yeah, and it, to be honest, it took away a nice chance of at least trying to an opportunity to win the game. You know what I mean? But yeah, so well, that- we shouldn't have got to that stage. We shouldn't have got to that part. It should have been a knock-on. But based off the rules, it's a drop kick. That's it. And uh, they've got to review it in the off-season. They have to because it's a shit rule. Let's be, let's be fair, man. But Parramatta, credit to them. They got through it. They move on to Penrith. I think they're primed for Penrith, man. A bit of controversy around their selections, but they, they got through it. And I think they're going to give Penrith a big run for their money. All confidence. This side, last two games, full side. They've beaten Melbourne and Knights. Now they're going against uh, Penrith. Penrith looks shook, man. <laughs> I give them a good chance. I think, but like Eels, if they if they want to win, they have to play their absolute best. Like again, like Campbell Gillard and Paulo have to just go out and smash them. Like Campbell Gillard killed it that game. Yeah, the way he went after Newcastle and just put on shots and his runs and stuff like that. I think if they're a chance, they're gonna have to actually give it their all. Well, isn't Junior suspended? No, he's actually no. not. 
I couldn't believe it. Like, I don't think it should have been a suspension, but based on this year's penalties and, and things like that, I thought he would have at least copped one game. But Verrill's mm. copped two. I think it was pretty similar. The tackles, I don't know. See, bro, the, the legs against the Roosters, bro. Don't listen to that rubbish that the legs for the Roosters, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, um, what, do, what do you guys think of the Sean Lane selection for from Brad Arthur? It worked. I know it wasn't great, but it worked. He well, made a lot of errors. Did the other the guy off the bench go well with the blonde hair? I forgot his name. Cut right. Makatoa. Oh, Makatoa. Yeah. Makatoa. Mm. Whose try was that soft one? I think it was Tuala, maybe. Or yeah, Enari. Or just, just ripped three of them one on one. That was pretty lazy from them. But mm. um, yeah, I think Madison will come in next game. Should man, but soon. You'd hope so. We'll find Good out choice. tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. All right, boys. That's about it. That wraps it up. Here's an ad from our sponsor. The following announcement has been paid for by Body Envy Massage. So we uh, do massages all over Sydney. We're mobile. We come straight directly to you. We take bookings over DMs and um, text message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got a website, bodyenvymassage.com.au. On Insta, it's Body Envy Massage. Facebook, it's Body Envy Massage 17. We're mobile all over Sydney, so we travel to the north, to the east. Sydney's number one. Sydney's number Sydney's one. Sydney's number one. You can't get better than this guy. All right, we're back. Let's go Team List Tuesday. Big finals games coming up, week two of the finals. Roosters versus Seagulls, Panthers versus Eels. Let's start with Roosters, Seagulls. Friday night at bloody... BB Print Stadium. Where the hell is that? I don't know. Do you want to help us out there, Ben? Mackay? Yeah, Mackay. Look at the lineups. I think Manly unchanged, as far as I can see. And um, we've just been informed that Adam Kieran is going to be slotting into the rake role in replace of Sam Verrills for that game. Uh, Sam Verrills didn't get off the charge, as opposed to what Benny told us earlier, that he did get off the charge. Um, Laptop malfunction. Exactly. I was, saying, I was making the point before yesterday about how I think the centres are a bit weak for me. Um, they're probably a bit shot in confidence, uh, Brad Parker and Morgan Harper, but there's Hasler, usual. He just goes with the same thing. He doesn't want to change anything if he, if he can. I think it's leaning towards a Manly victory. Maybe, I mean, Roos is a big chance, but I think Manly might just get him here. Based off the team, you'd think so. Uh, Manly, obviously, more complete side at the moment with obviously all those injuries. But if Benny's right and Kieran goes to dummy half, I think you'll see Dale Copley come into the centres. Not a bad replacement. They're, they're still, like, their bench is still strong. Like Nat Butcher and Egan Butcher are good players, and Fletcher Baker's a young, big prop as well coming through. So, I think Roosters have a better bench. I mean, do you look at the players Manly left out? Yeah, probably, probably right. You can know, left out Sipley, Sully, Siren, and I'd have them on the bench to be honest, as opposed to a few of the other boys there. Like I'm I said, surprised Sully's not starting. Again, that's that's what I, I wanted to say. That really, to be honest, but again, well, why that, would Desi start him if he's leaving? But why does that matter if someone wants to go? Why why is that a punishment? It happens, but why? Do you think it should be a punishment? Why? I don't know. Like, you want to like put players there that are going to be there next year. 
But I get that. But if they're not good, if they're not better than the player that's leaving, why would you? I don't know. I don't see why well, the logic there, unless he's unless he's like abused the club or left them in a disrespectful way. I can't see why they wouldn't play. Why why a player wouldn't be able to play there? Or you know what I mean? If he's leaving, I don't get it. What are you just looking to the future? Yeah, I reckon. I don't know if I don't know if Morgan Harper's a long-term solution there, to be honest. But um, obviously the big matchup, Turbo versus Teddy. Teddy, yeah, like he's going to be carrying the whole game. Like he's done the last 10, 12 weeks. Tommy struggled, and you know there was a bit of a, a summary or of, of what Melbourne did to him, and they shut him down very, very well. They took away his time and space in a very interesting way, and it kind of just jammed him in. Sydney, like Sydney Roosters, the way they are now, they aren't the Melbourne Storm. Can Tom, uh, uh, for me, Tom's going to bounce back in a really unbelievable way. You'd hope so because Manly need him to bounce back. I, I think he can. He's a great player. Great players always bounce back. He's not a, he's not just like a one-year wonder. Like we've seen over the years how good he is. So I think he will bounce back. Um, but I think the Roosters, um, they they'll also be able to sort of make him feel uncomfortable in a way. And if they do that, I think the Roosters have will go a long way to win the game. But if Tommy Turbo gets the upper hand from the start, I think Manly Manly will just have too many points in him. Both things these teams have in common is they have these lapses in concentration. Like they'll dominate a patch of the game for ten to twenty minutes and then they just lose it for ten minutes. So, kind of both in that same headspace. What do you reckon, Ben? Who's winning this one? Um, I'm going to just say the Roosters just because, dude, their season started great and it's, like, kept the consistency the whole way through. Like, they've lost players, a lot of players, and they're still managing to win games, whether it's tight or not. And I like what Trent Robinson's doing with the young kid that he's benched with young Walker. He brings him on for, like, as uh, the X factor, the spark, the last 10, 15 minutes, and just if the, the game's on the line, he kind of finishes the game off. Well, they both have that impact player. Uh, Dylan Walker for Manly, Sam Walker for, Dylan for the Roosters. Dylan a bit aged. Nah, I know, but I think since he's come back, he's been a really good player for them. I think Manly will win, but I'd like to see the Roosters win just because this is a story. They can make a movie out of this. Thing is, uh, it's funny because... I don't know if Manly can beat the Rabbitohs. I, I don't know. I just don't know if they can beat them. They probably, like, as much as I think the Roosters can sabotage the, the Rabbitohs, I feel like that could happen if the Roosters get I through. I totally agree with that comment. Because the Rabbitohs will be up for against Seagulls, but they'll probably take the Roosters. I know they won't, but I feel like mentally they probably think they've won if the Roosters get through. Yeah. Well, you see it in every sport. Yeah. Like rivalries, doesn't matter what formula you're in, rivalry just, it's just a different ball game, like you see in most sports. So, you know, if the Roosters win, I wouldn't ride them off against the Bunnies. I know they got towed up a few weeks ago, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ride them off. Yeah, like the doggies in the AFL. No one gave them a chance and your boys did it. Look, they did, mate. <laughs> congrats. Very big congratulations. Thank you. So, got to wait, what, now a week and a half before we play? Interesting. You reckon that ever happened in NRL? Uh, they usually have the first week off between the um, end of the season and the start of the finals, but this year they've done it a bit different. I don't know if it's because there's quarantining involved. or Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. All right, moving on. Another massive game. Penrith Panthers versus Parramatta Eels. I thought a the few weeks ago. The West. The Battle of the West. I thought a few <laughs> weeks ago. I thought a few weeks ago they were, they were going to play their full teams. Parramatta benched pretty much their whole team. Yeah, I think it was a smart move because they gave them a bit of rest. Well, you're shaking your head, but it's, it's paid dividends so far. I've never seen in these two years that Penrith have been dominating. This is the first time that they're under real pressure. The way they lost last week, the stuff with Cleary in the media, um, kind of letting Bennett get into his head, their backs are against the wall right now. And I've never seen it like this. If there's any time Parramatta can get them, it's this, this week, honestly. Yeah, they, they are pretty vulnerable at the moment. And like, like I was saying earlier, this is another rivalry. So Parramatta, Penrith, both will be up for the game. Like if we be, if we're being honest, Parramatta actually gave it to Penrith a few weeks ago, where first half, the first yeah. half was very close. Yeah, and it just wasn't. It wasn't until the second half where obviously the more experienced, more match fit players got the better of them. So, and Penrith and Parramatta is usually always a close game. Like at the start of the year, they lost. Para lost on the bell when Moses missed a kick, and last year Para was the only team to sort of beat uh, Penrith during the regular season. So I give Para every chance this week. I'm tipping Para only because what? Ryan in that, that lineup. Uh, loyal to the loyal to the fella, bro. Loyal to your boy. Yeah, yeah. You're going against your team. You think like they can't win? Okay, uh, I, I, I put that put that to the side. Do you actually think Penrith, Parramatta can beat them? It's a 50-50 game. Parab played well last week. This is a, um, this is a yeah. revelation. This is a revelation. You've slapped down Parab. You've talked yeah. shit about Parab all year, and now you're back. It's on only a one-time game. thing. It's only a one-time thing. What are you talking about one-time uh, thing? It's only for this week. All right. All right. That's it. There you go. And after what I saw last week, I'll give him a chance. Sorry, I didn't even mention the ends. Ryan Madison's back in, I think, on the bench. And Dylan Edwards is back for Penrith. So, I didn't Love think he... I don't. I didn't think he was a massive out, to be honest, Dylan Edwards. But it turns out he was. I, I'm gonna go Penrith here. I'm just. I know Parramatta's got a chance here, but I think Penrith, if they're the champion side that we think they are, and obviously they're capable of being, they should win this. Yeah, Edwards is a massive in for him, only because it now allows Crichton to go back to his position and excel at that because that's what he's. That's where he's best. Dylan Edwards obviously be good for Cleary and Luai getting that attacking rhythm back in place and as well as their defence, his communication out there I'd imagine would be very good. Moses Leota back as well, I think, so that'll help them yeah. in the middle too. But yeah, like, like we've said, Parramatta will definitely be up for this game and, you know, there's no guaranteed winner. I'm going to tip the, the Lebanese superstar captain Mitchell Moses to kick the final two goals, one field goal and one penalty goal. Power to win by three points. What? Power to win by three points. Benny, we'll give you 10 seconds to think of what you just said, and I'm happy for you to come back with another answer. Why? So what's the, what's the score going to be? Three points. What's the score going to be? Um, 1960? <laughs> if that happens, I swear to God, Ben, I'll never show my face on this podcast again. I'll never say another word. I will never say 1916. All right. Can I ask why three points, but like, are you saying they're going to kick a field goal first or? No, nah, the, uh, the field goal will come first, yes. 
so they'll be winning 17-16. Then what's going to make them go for two points? Like, I reckon Tavita Pengai Jr. or Moses Leota are going to give a penalty in their own half of the field. Okay. All right. They don't call you the Oracle for nothing. <laughs> because right. I never get anything right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the games. Thanks for joining uh, the pod today. No need for that. But thanks, Ben. Legend. Nice. Cheers, boys. Good luck with your I'm very confused. I'm very sorry, boys. Enjoy the footy. Cheers, boys. See ya.